Hi, Linda Phils here. Welcome to my show where I will be sharing with you the strangest secrets to spiritual and professional success and productivity. So let's get started. Hello, everybody. Linda Fields here, and I am so excited about my special guest today. I just cannot wait to get her started. So let me just give you the um, download here really quick. It's the Linda Fields show that we have on Charisma Podcast Network. My guests are always chosen because they have something to say that can help men and women in their lives as spiritual professionals. We all have some type of professional calling, whether it's law, whether it's business, whether it's acting, whether it's ministry, whether it's government or teaching. And God's got sons and daughters all over to bring influence. And do you know the main way they bring influence? The main way you bring influence is by opening up your story opening up your life. And so today, my very precious, dear friend, Cynthia Garrett, has a special announcement to make about a new book where she unfolds more of her story, I think, perhaps than we've ever quite heard before. And so I just want to welcome Cynthia Garrett uh, to say hello to our audience and to just jump right in. Cynthia, welcome. Hi, Linda. Thank you. Hi, everybody. I'm happy to be here with you. I'm always happy to be here with you. So thank you for having me on. And it's been a crazy week because my my second book, actually, which is called I Choose Victory, and it's about moving from victim to victor. It just came out. Well, today's the very first day, Linda. So uh, while it dropped yesterday, today's my first full day. And so I've been a little really crazy busy just promoting and talking about it and and I am really excited because it, this book is really, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, you know, every book, and you know this, is a labor of love, right? You, you pour your heart, you pour your soul into it, and you, right. and, you know, and you hope that you're hearing from the Lord. And, and, and I, I usually know when I read something back that I've written and I go, wow, this was really deep, that it had to be the Lord because I'm not that smart. So, so. So this book is really because the Holy Spirit said to me a couple years ago, you know, he said, okay, so you have been faithful in using your story for my glory and not your own. And he said, and now I want you to actually spend a season talking about the victory that you have in your life because you chose victory over victimization and you really could have chosen to remain a victim, but you didn't. And it's just been this gradual unveiling of the many lessons of victory. And that's really why I love this book so much because it's, you know, I, I, in this last year, I had a huge challenging year with my husband going through an illness and, and with, you know, a movie about my, my mom and dad, that was about my mom and it, it, it involved my sexual abuser. It was a whole long story. Fast forward. The victory zone in that, in all of that, is that I turned in the manuscript for this book in a, in the same week, literally, that all of this stuff in my life blew up, and I I I I mean, I was on my face because I was like, God, you've got to be making a joke out of me because this book that I've spent a year and a half on is called I Choose Victory, and I've never felt like a bigger victim in my life. Like, how is this possible that I I feel like I'm being sexually abused again, raped again of my identity, attacked in all these ways, terrified with fear because of what my husband was going through with cancer and, you know, pile it all on. And 
the Holy Spirit spoke to me so loudly and clearly, and and it was truly an inspired moment. And it he as he pulled me through it, he said, you know, I really have blessed you with a sensitivity about this subject and I want you to pay attention. He said, because it's easy for you to say, I choose victory now because you did it. You know, you went through the journey, you did it, you figured out how to do it. He said, the issue is that you need to remember is that most people do not choose to be victims. The starving kids in Africa didn't choose to be victims. The, the, The woman who's in a sexually abusive relationship or physically abusive marriage doesn't choose to be a victim. You know, no one chooses to be a victim. They just don't know how to choose victory. And so it shifted my entire way of dealing with this book because I realized that I can't just say to people, I choose victory, moving from victim to victimization without showing them how to do it for themselves. And so that's what I hope I've really accomplished is to set out a manuscript for the how-tos, how to do it. You know, Cynthia, I've noticed lately that um, there have been a lot of reports coming out because of the season we're in with this COVID-19 where pressures are mounting, where abuse numbers are up, but maybe they're not getting report reported is what we're finding out because kids don't have the advocate they might have had in a teacher or a, another adult in their life. And so if ever we needed a message about how to choose victory, while in it, uh, this is the day. So what would you say to the woman at home right now who is suffering some type of emotional or physical abuse or someone even uh, who suspects a child may be having an, an issue with being abused, maybe being abused? Uh, what kinds of practical advice could you say to the victim in the midst of the battle, like even right now in this unprecedented time? Gosh, well, If you're in the midst of the battle, I think the most important thing I would say to do, which is the thing that I did, was to really get on my face and ask God to reveal himself to you in it, in whatever battle in. You know, if you look, we're all God's kids and he loves us and we go to him as we are. He does not need you to get perfect first. He does not need you to fix even the broken responses that you have to what's going on in your life right now. He just wants us to go to him. And I've never, ever in all my experiences with my faith and in talking to millions of people around the world who have chosen their victory by first choosing Jesus Christ as their savior, I've never heard anyone say, I called out to him and he didn't answer. So whatever you're going through, if you call out to the Lord, he, God, I need to know that you're real. He'll answer you. He'll reveal himself to you. And, and that, I think, is the most beautiful thing about what is the nature of our God. You know, God wants to love you and he wants to help you and he wants to deliver you. And once you know that, then you can begin the journey of actually, you know, figuring out what to do to navigate your way out of whatever situation that you're in. For some people, you need prayer and you need people to join together around you to pray. For some people, you need perhaps police intervention or legal intervention. You know, it depends what your victimization looks like. For some people, it may be financial provision. You know, I know a girlfriend of mine, she's a love. She she sent me a message this morning and I heard fear in her. She says, you know, I would really just like to talk. And, and, she, and, and she's not even necessarily a Christian. She doesn't really know what she is. She just said to me, 
I'm afraid. I live in New York. People have lost their jobs. Nothing looks the same. No one's traveling. No one's doing anything. And, you know, I heard fear. And I think, no, I know that the reason she called out to me is because she knows that I'm always going to share with her who the God of peace is. And that's what everyone is looking for, right? You know, when they're in a, in a mess, they want peace. They want deliverance. They want help. They want to feel that they're seen and that they're heard. And you, you are. So I would start really and truly with just prayer and calling out to God to reveal himself to you in your mess. So Cynthia, I really feel impressed right now that we should do that very thing for uh, the person that may be listening to this right now saying, I am praying, I am crying out, I need help. Like, let's uh, give them a prayer to agree with, whether it's a child listening, a teenager listening, a, a woman, or even a man listening. Someone in a victim stance situation, would you pray into that? And let's just give them something to agree with even now. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, whoever you are and wherever you are listening right now, yes, I just pray that anyone who's under the sound of my voice and hears this prayer that you know right now that God is speaking to you, mm-hmm. that he has deliverance for you and help for yes. you, and that you are loved and you are seen. I pray deliverance over your situation now. Yes. I pray a supernatural peace would come over you right now. I pray that the abuses in your life will not go unnoticed and that whether you need intervention from the outside of your home or the outside of your office, if you're, I feel that some of you even have, you know, problems with colleagues and work right now because of the uncertainty of these COVID-19 times that we're in. So I pray that God would bring you a peace, just a peace in knowing that he has answers and he has provision for your life. For some of you, I see doors shutting, and this is a blessing. For others of you, I see doors opening. So what I pray for all, for all of you and for anybody who's listening is that God would right now close all the doors in your life that need to be closed and that he would open all the doors in your life that need to be opened in Jesus' name. Amen. And I want to uh, take that also one more step, and let's pray for the providers of help to those who are praying. So, Lord, we want to lift up healthcare workers, mental healthcare workers, counselors, people in authority, just friends who would spot a situation and be able to help. Lord, that you will lift their arms up and they will not dismiss these leadings of the Holy Spirit about intervening or helping or supporting uh, when this actual being uh, led this way it's an actual direct result of a prayer someone on this call today or hearing this call after the fact and agreeing with this prayer so lord uh, we know that you send angels out ministering angels and spirits on behalf of those who are saved and lord that is our salvation um eternally but that's also our day-to-day salvation and salvation at many points of our lives god as we are being transformed from glory to glory so we thank you that this topic is not just a nice read for victory. It is victory, but it is victory over real pain and over real victimization. And Lord, that you have marshaled your angels and your ministering saints on the earth on behalf of the prayers going out from those who are in need right at this moment. So it's in Jesus name. We thank you for that. Oh, amen. Amen. You know, I, 
I also feel like we we need to break, you know, there's an assignment of division, I believe, on our country right now. And, you know, part of what I talk about in my book are the different war zones that we have to fight in, in order to, to be able to choose victory. And, you know, that's our personal war zone, right? The circumstances that we we yeah. go through, the challenges that make us feel like a victim. For some of us, it's just words that people put on our lives that, you know, that make us go through life feeling like, you know, we're some, we're the, we're the star of some victim's narrative novel, you know, but, and then there's the spiritual war zone because you have to go to war in the spiritual war zone to defeat a lot of times the sin that you fall into in response to the personal things that have happened. But where we are in our nation, I really felt led to talk about our political war zone because we are a nation of people, I think, who are in large part not effectively waging a war in their personal war zone. They're not effectively, if at all, waging a war in their spiritual war zone. So by the time you get over to politics, what do you expect except a bunch of broken people grasping at straws in fear and anger and division? And so I just, I wanna right now, just for all of us, especially you pray for those frontline workers, you know, I feel like it's those people that are really getting torn the most by politics. Because when you're a nurse or a doctor or a policeman or a fireman, I don't really think you care as much about politics as you do your life when you walk out of the door to go to work in a situation like this. So I just pray that whatever assignment uh, of evil and negativity and division is over our nation now, that it would be broken in Jesus' name and that we would all pull together. And, and in a bond of unity, because that's the greatest victory choice we can make as a nation is to really and truly seek unity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just turn on the news, or just get on the internet and it's like, what? Oh, no rules, no nothing. It's a wild rodeo out there. In fact, I coach my people all the time. Look, Find out what's going on in the news for a minute and then turn it off and go live your life and be full on who God's made you to be in your marketplace. Uh, In fact, I I felt so strongly about it, Cynthia. I just put an article out a couple of days ago. It's, uh, It's on charisma, but it's talking about the bride of Christ rising up in the marketplace right out of the ravages of COVID-19. So these are the doctors, the medical professional who are praying over their clients. These are the ones who are serving selflessly, continuing to be the man or woman of peace in their city or their community or their organization. And, you know, God has got men and women posted in every organization in the earth, every city, every community, every city block who are lovers of Jesus. And when we pray for our community, we pray for our bosses, we pray for our clients, our customers, our patients, God does incredible things. And I am personally expecting many stories to break out. I just got off the phone a couple of hours ago from an international client who said, I have a business that God gave me. She's already got the startup in motion. She knows what the values are going to be. And we are always teaching the humility and generosity and faith-filled values. And I'm telling you, these are the companies that are going to be a cut 
of a cut above out there where God's going to start showing off through his kids who are praying and being the peacemakers and being the ones who bridge these gaps, being those that are victorious, victorious, and not choosing to remain or become or make a persona out of being a victim. We're tired of all that, you know. So being the solution, I think, is critical. And I feel like your message here is key to help people be the solution, become the solution, become the victor. And once you're the victor, just like you're so beautifully showing us right now, you can show other people how to become victors. Oh gosh. Hello. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. Well, thank you. Know, thank you, Linda, for even recognizing that because, you know, one of the things I realized was that, you know, we know as believers that our testimonies are really powerful and strong, right? We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, our testimony of what he's done in our life. Well, for me, I realized, you know, when you, instead of being a victim, when you look at your story, no matter what it's been, no matter what you've been through, divorce, cancer, single parenthood, financial breakthrough, having to recreate yourself in the middle of your life, whatever it is, right? You realize you realize that you've been given tools. Your your story is unique. Your journey is so unique. And if you actually begin those things as weapons in your tool belt, you can figure out how you can take what's uniquely yours and use it. You can use it to help other people. And and you know my 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 grandpa used to always say to me, "Do what you love, and the money will come." You know, and I believe, you know, when you talk about the marketplace, right, if you do what you love, that's born authentically of what God has given you and helped you to overcome in your life. Well, I believe the rest of it will just follow and you'll be happy. You'll be happy, you know. You know, you will. It doesn't mean you won't have a problem or two or a bump or two in the road. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. I'm, I'm even getting, I'm even getting this. Of, I have this because I have to show you. What? Uh, I've been working. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yep. I've been working it. <laughs> I love this. I love this. This, you know, it's this to get it done today. Make it matter tomorrow. Your uh, prayer plan for your life. When you sent me this. Yeah. I'll tell you. This is part of my victory choice for what I want to do going forward, you know, for how I, how I see that I can change the way that I do ministry. I can change the way that I have my secular businesses and, and really take control. And, and I learned that because of being stuck at home on lockdown and having to get creative about the way that we do business meetings or the way that we, you know, accomplish stuff, you know, and people are so resilient, aren't we? We yeah. figure stuff out when we have to. You know, the thing about this season, you can come out changed like you're describing, having gone in the secret place with the Lord, even if we're like bummed because we can't do what we used to do or that kind of thing. I know I've missed one of the, thing, one of the things I've missed the most is just going to all my favorite Kansas City restaurants and having long dinners on patios and long conversations yeah. with my husband and my friends. But hey, we're doing it on our patio now. But um to me, it's been God's invitation to us, even though we know many people have greatly suffered physically and financially. So I'm not glazing over that in any way. But it is an invitation to find out what matters so that you can get it done today and make it matter tomorrow or for eternity. 
And to me, the biggest tragedy would be to come out of this just getting by and then trying to return to, you know, normal is highly overrated. Everyone wants to get back to normal or make the new Amen. normal. But yeah. we can come out changed and more victorious, uh, just like you're teaching us in your book, Cynthia. And I just think it's our great invitation from the Lord. Um, I'm so glad to hear you say that, too. I'm hearing that from a lot of people that I've loved it. They've absolutely loved it. You've reached more people this way, right? In your studies and webinars? Yeah, sure. Because I can't, you know, if I'm in the studio in London filming, I can't have a few thousand women in there watching, you know, and I like an audience. So when can write in and comment in real time, like I love that, you know, and now sure. I mean, you go in a studio, you do a TV show and, yeah. and then they air it. And I'm, I'm blessed to have, you know, quite a few million viewers around the world, but I, that's not, you know, with the ability to just go right online and say, Hey, you know what, tomorrow we're going to do a webinar who wants to jump in and join. Let's talk. It's We're a whole free. different way. We're free to do yeah. that. Yeah, it's a whole different way of reaching them. Yeah. 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 Well, I love it. really up to something. And I think he's after our hearts. And I think to the degree we lean in on the journey, we're going to marvel at his revelation, his personal leadership over our lives, and the many victories he'll lead us into. Uh, Cynthia, if you were going to tell someone why to purchase uh, from victim to victor, what would you say? Just tell our audience why they need this book. I'm already sold. I want it. But uh, wow. if someone doesn't know you, the, even the little bit that I do and I want it, uh, what would you tell them? What's What waits for them inside of this book? I, I honestly think what waits for you inside of this book is deliverance deliverance from any mindset that tells that tells you you can't you won't and you will not because of who you are you're too fat you're too skinny you're black you're not educated you didn't do this you didn't do that all of that is a part of a victim's narrative and it's a lie and you know i mean look every I, i'm i'm a i'm a victim of childhood sexual abuse i'm a victim of teenage rape I'm a victim of divorce. I'm a victim of physical abuse in my marriage. I'm a victim of sexual harassment, marginalization, and abuse throughout my entire career in Hollywood. I'm a, I'm a cancer survivor. And I was a single mom. Now, I'm the poster child for every victim's group that exists. Oh, and before I got saved, I struggled with drugs and alcohol and low self-esteem and shame and you name it. So I really believe that Whatever you're going through, it doesn't have to be some big form of trauma. Oftentimes, it's the little words and the little things that jump onto our back and into our mind because of other things we've gone through. So what waits for you in this book, and in my real opinion, really is healing and deliverance from all of that. And, and through that, you learn through some very practical tools and methods, how to choose victory for your life and how once you make that declaration and that choice, how to walk in it. Because victory looks like something. It does. And you know, it's as simple as when you walk in a room, I'm telling you, if you walk in a room with five people and four of them feel bad about themselves and they feel like victims or they feel entitled or they feel angry or they feel like everyone else is to blame, the one person who walks in that room and feels like, hey, no matter what's happened to me in my life, I choose victory. Let's get busy. It's that person you're going to be drawn to. 
People yeah. are magnetically drawn to, to people who've made this mental shift in their head and in their heart. They are. Everybody wants to be around someone who's emanating the light of, of victory. You know, they're con- you know, there's confidence and there's a, a kind of a thing that says, I'm a winner. I can do this. Give me a chance. I may not have the chance now, but if you give me the chance, I'll make you proud. People are drawn to that. Right. No. So right. You know, we attract what we're exuding. And, you know, sometimes I tell my people, who wants to go spend the day with a toxic friend? Hello. And it's like, no, no. (laughs) You know, the person who's always complaining and everything's wrong and woe is me, even though Sometimes we have to have someone walk alongside us and help us get out of those things. But there are people who choose that for a lifestyle or choose to remain a victim all of their lives. It becomes their identity. So it definitely impacts us. But how it impacts us uh, is where we get to come in and make some decisions. And I love what you're saying, Cynthia, in that besides sharing your stories, uh, you're giving us some practical tools, some things to do or, or write or step into. Is that right? Are there some practical type yes. applications? Yes. And for, for those, I think we had, well, we pretty much, we, we, we far exceeded the pre-sale on the book. And yeah. so I know all of those people, and maybe some of your listeners now were part of that group and they're, they're receiving an early advance of the Victory Workbook and Study Guide, which I'm really excited about because it really does walk you through it. And so hopefully we'll make, you know, I'll keep everybody notified as to when that becomes available as a companion for the book. But the book itself kind of gives you your own ability to walk through and you can journal and do things that I think will really strengthen your choice for victory. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love to say, I got to say, Linda, not to cut you off. I got to say, I love this. You know, I looked at, I looked at my mom one day and I said, you know, mom, the reality is that at some point life is no longer to blame. At some point you got to get real about the fact that you just have to take responsibility for it. You know, my, this, the, the, the movie, the banker that's streaming on Apple TV right now is about my dad, Bernard Garrett senior, who was the first black man to ever own and control white banks in the South, in the state of Texas, right. in the early cities, right through civil rights, America. And my father used to always say to me, honey, never choose to be a victim. He said, because at some life is going to do you a harm you you take your good 20 minutes and you kick your feet and you cry about it. But after 20 minutes, you're a darn because f- you have to take the hand that life has given you and make a choice of whether you're going to play it to win or whether you're just going to sit down and give up. And I don't really think Americans by nature are people who give up. I really think we're fighters. You know, I think people fight to get here. And when they live here, they fight because they love the values of this country and what they believe in. And I just think choosing victories in our DNA, if we just know how, and that's, that's what I want for everyone, you know, from this book. That's very beautiful, Cynthia. Very beautiful. Very powerful. I am excited to hear the stories that come from those who read the book and, uh, do the do and get the workbook and do the whole thing and go teach some more people. Right. I mean, we learn so we can be free and so we can bring others with us and you're just doing such a gorgeous job of that. Is there anything else you want us to know about the book? It sounds incredible. Oh gosh. 
let's see, what else might I tell you about this book? I, I just think it's just a great, it's a great guide for you to learn to be an overcomer, you know, and, 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 and you know how it goes. You're either under your situation or you're over your situation. And so if you want to be over your situation, this one's for you. If you want to linger, yeah, if you want to linger and be an under your situation, you stay right there. I don't. (laughs) I love it. Well, you know, sometimes we've got to talk straight, right? I mean, tough love is telling the truth. And I think too many people have uh, become too accustomed to being the underdog. and And they have let that rewrite their story. And, and some people don't understand you have a control or an influence over what your story turns out to be. And so take the pen, do the homework, you know, make some choices, get before God. I think, Cynthia, God is really up to revealing his sons and daughters in the earth right now. And the earth wants to know, what does it look like? What does it look like? to have victory. What does it look like to believe God and run hard after God? And it doesn't mean a perfect life. It doesn't mean no trials or problems, but it means coming out with a heart after God, where you are excelling and running in your power alley or in your strengths. Would you agree with that description? Absolutely. And completely agree with that description. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) one of the scriptures I love is and you know, this goes to a future time and I get the, I get the theology of it, you know, about the whole earth waiting, you know, in anticipation to the sons and daughters to be revealed. I think every day we're given the opportunity to reveal ourselves as sons and daughters, you know? And, and I mean, you know, I listen to these things that used to be said to me as a little girl, you know, Jesus Christ is big in me today, you know, <laughs> little things that I learned in school. And the reality is, He's supposed to be big in us today when we've allowed the Lord into our lives and, and into our hearts. So if we're not walking around looking like victory, even in the middle of victimization, we're missing something, you know, because our God never loses. And it's like you said, you know, yeah, there will be trials and tribulation in this earth. I mean, even Jesus said, you know, but he also said, fear not for I have overcome. Yeah. And I just think we, we, We've got a unique opportunity now, especially with everything going on in the world, to really, you know, reach out to people who aren't believers, who are afraid and probably more open right now than they've ever been, just because, you know, this disease, when you're not a believer, is just, it's, it's, it's crippling people, you know, and, and in a way, when you've come to the end of yourself, that's kind of the beginning of God. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, at, at the beginning, I was really praying like, you know, God, if you've got to cripple this entire nation in order to get people to realize that you're, you're the first, the last and the everything, well then go for it. You know, if that's what it takes is to bring me to the end of myself so that God can really begin to be Lord in my life, I'm game, you know? And, and so, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, I really believe in a lot of these lessons because it's how I was raised. You know, it's how I was raised. And, you know, even as a single mom and, and, you know, at one point in my life, I just, there were so many times where I just wanted to stop and give up and, and, and I could have played the victim card easily, you know, but I just knew that that wasn't the choice that was going to move me forward or take me into the life that I dreamed about. And, you know, it's funny, 
we've just come off of these Harvey Weinstein trials, right? And I was watching this, right? I was watching and he's now been sentenced and, you know, and I, I thought the other day, well, okay, so great. So now for all men who came forward, he's in prison. Now what? Because now what, really? Because Time's Up and Me Too, which are wonderful movements that have provided a voice for women, you know, I too yelled Time's Up, you know, but unless we introduce them to solutions, then these groups, these victim groups are just really and truly about control. At a certain point, you know, I I hate to say it for any of you political conspiracists out there, you know, which by the way, is a phrase that was created by, you know, people who are usually the the topic in these political conspiracies. But, you know, when you want to control a group of people, you lump them into a group that's called a victim group. And then you tell them what to do. You tell them you'll take care of them. You tell them you'll give them the answers and you tell them that you'll lead them out. Boy, are you the victim of all the bad shepherds that call the leaders of your group. If you don't understand that there is only one good shepherd and that is Jesus Christ. And the reason we're called sheep is because sheep follow. And so I love this so interestingly, God's been, sometimes I'm like, Lord, why do I see it like this? But man, you know, I, I look at all these women who have part of putting Harvey Weinstein in prison and I just want to call them all up and say, okay, so now what are you doing? Because him going to prison, I guarantee you, is not going to lead you out or be the solution to choose victory in your life. Mm -hmm. So now the next step, you know, so as part of a victim group, which I am part of many, we have to have the solutions. That is a great perspective, Cynthia. That is a great perspective. You know, we're responsible for our own lives. And one day we'll stand before the Lord and give an account of what we did with what he put in us, what he gave us, what he called us into. And all those other people aren't going to be with us, you know? Uh, any, it really, I mean, it's it's a one-on-one meeting, as I understand it. <laughs> so we want to be ready to give an account. And it's my goal, and I can tell it's yours too. But when that day comes, it's like, you know what? The, the Lord's going to say, girl, I'm sure he's going to talk to me a little bit because I am so incredibly messy with my coffee and everything. And I always kind of knock a few things over coming in. But I feel like he's once I get in there, <laughs> I think he's going to say, so what did you do with what I gave you? And it's my goal that he will say, girl, <laughs> you knocked on every door I put in front of you that I called your name to. Are you, try- you may not have done it perfectly, but you didn't leave any stone unturned in coming after what I called you into. And so it doesn't have to be perfect for any of us, but it does have to be forward uh, moving and into the heart of knowing God and doing the exploits in the earth that he's called us to. I just want to thank you for empowering people in this way, Cynthia, not to remain a victim, but to come out victorious. And I hope that all of our listeners get this book now. So it is out. And where can they get it? Where can we all get it? Oh, gosh, you can get it uh, immediately. I like immediate gratification. So I love Amazon. So it's available (laughs) on Amazon, but it's also available at Barnes and Nobles, on Bam Books, you know, your your kind of usual bookstores. But um, yeah, all things Amazon.com. I love it. <laughs> okay. And it's moving from victim to victor. Yeah. It, I choose victory, moving from victim to victor. I'm reading you the subtitle. Thank you. Say it again. I choose victory. I and choose then, victory. There it is. I choose victory. Yes. 
Yes, yes. Search that and you'll get it and all the rest too from our lovely Cynthia Garrett, powerful spokeswoman. Thank you. And you know, we're, we have an I Choose Victory page at ichoosevictory.com. So I just invite you to visit there and kind of look for different um, events or webinars or different kinds of things that we're doing to just talk about victory, you know, for your life. I love it. I love it. I love you too. (laughs) I love you too, Cynthia. This is awesome. Well, thank you for blessing our listeners today and being who you are. I endorse you. I welcome you. I want to trumpet this from the rooftops. And I pray that many people find their freedom uh, through what you have done. Thank you for your faithfulness and your obedience. Thank you, Linda. And thank you for yours too. Thank you for yours. And again, I really thank you for my my prayer plan. I'm very grateful for it. And I, I think about you all the time when I, when I'm in it and I'm writing, which is, which I'm trying to make daily. I missed yesterday. I had to fly. I flew yesterday. That was a little scary, but I did it. It's time. Got to step out of this fear zone. Okay, girl. Okay. Okay. How many people were on your plane or on your flight? You know, let's, I'd say the flight was half full actually. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, so we choose victory. (laughs) Every day, every way. Well, God bless and keep you, Cynthia. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thank you for having me back on, Linda. I'll be praying for you. Blessings. Thank you. Let's meet in person, okay? I would like that. I would like that. I hope to get to Kansas soon. Okay. Let me know. Come on. All right, sister. All right, sister. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So glad you joined us for the Linda Field Show today. We know that you are busy and that your time is important. To help you accomplish more of the things that matter in work and life, Linda has created the Prayer Plan Your Life Productivity System. This valuable system guides you to minimize the noise that threatens your progress and make the highest and best use of your time. Come on over to lindafields.org ppyl to order Prayer Plan Your Life today. Get it done today. Make it matter tomorrow. See you over at lindafields.org slash ppyl.